0: I remember specifically saying two things. I said, I'll never be the guy with a needle in his arm, and I'll never live in a box on the street. I'll never be a bum. And not much time passed. You know, maybe a couple of years, and that's just where I was. A true drug addict that needed help. Real life starts now. This is
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Sanle. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. And today we're going to talk about drug addiction and talk about if there's a spiritual component to drug addiction. Often when we hear about people who are hooked on drugs, we think about the chemical realities of substance abuse. But do we ever wonder if there's something spiritual going on with illegal drugs? Today in our show, we will hear from Josh Brown who believes there is a spiritual component to his past drug addiction, and getting his spiritual life correct helped him to be delivered from his dire situation. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm really thankful for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, Josh, it's great having you. And to be honest with you, it's pretty interesting to hear about this, because I do not think a lot of people think that there's anything spiritual to drug addiction. So I want to hear how this happened for you. Tell me, I understand you got into drugs after your grandma died and you were wondering where she went when she died.
0: Yeah, you know, death wasn't something that we talked about in our family. It was never something I had experienced before. And for me, I think it was just an excuse to take a road towards rebellion. And that was kind of what was the tipping point for me
1: to seek out friends who were drug users at school. Mm, Yeah, so your environment seemed to play a part in that as well. So I understand that your first drug you got involved with was marijuana, which some say is harmless, but others say is a gateway drug to other drugs. Now I understand you were 14 when you started smoking marijuana. And at that time you thought it was safe and definitely not a gateway drug. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, You know, people talk about it being a gateway drug. And for me personally, I remember sitting in the truck the very first time that I smoked pot with my friends. and I remember specifically saying two things. I said, I'll never be the guy with a needle in his arm, and I'll never live in a box on the street. I'll never be a bum. And not much time passed, you know, maybe a couple of years, and that's just where I was, you know, a true drug addict, an addict that needed help.
1: Man, I understand that you got into heavier things after that. What other drugs were you introduced to after the door was open for marijuana? Yeah, when I
0: was 15 or 16, soon after that first time that I got high with friends, I was introduced to crystal meth. And that was my drug of choice for probably maybe a year, a year and a half. And I went to the first rehab. Well, I went to a number of rehabs, but the first one that I went to was for methamphetamine. Yeah.
1: Wow. Meth is a whole different level, but I understand it didn't stop there, did it? I understand you got into cocaine and that really gripped your heart and your mind. Tell us about that.
0: It was. Yeah. I mean, I think I enjoyed those drugs that kind of sped you up and that's why meth was appealing to me. But coke was just another world. I got tied in with some kind of dangerous people, started selling drugs and eventually I overdosed. I had surgery, you know, due to my drug use before I graduated high school. I'd have my nose rebuilt and my windows and my sinuses, my tonsils and adenoids had to be taken out. Everything was just kind of rotting in the back of my throat. I had a lot of consequence
1: early on from my drug use. Wow. So you think a person would stop after those types of physical consequences, but I understand you kept on going so much so that you had a drug overdose. Describe to me that day how that felt when you were having that overdose.
0: For me, it was just probably people could compare it to like a anxiety attack. I was so full of fear and my heart was just racing, just, you know, ready to pound out of my chest. And it was, you know, kind of coming in and out of consciousness.
1: Hmm. I bet that was terrifying because the drugs are making your body literally race, I understand. And it can feel like it's too much. Mm -hmm. Now, did you flatline like go into a coma or something?
0: Yeah, it wasn't as severe as going into a coma, but I did kind of come in and out of consciousness and definitely throwing up, definitely sick, but not as severe as you may see on television where people are flatlined and, you know, dead on a table, sort of overdose. I didn't experience that.
1: Ah, I see. And from what I understand, after escaping near death, you went back to the trucks. Now, how is it that people can almost die and be so traumatized by experiences like that but they return to the same thing that brought them there it doesn't make much sense now most times when people have traumatic experiences they avoid it at all costs making the same mistake but then with drug addiction it works different tell us about that josh
0: you know a lot of people don't know the real core and the root behind drug addiction you know, there's a lot of cultural things out there that speak of drug addiction and even drunkenness as a disease. And while we know that our environment and the atmosphere and upbringing, all those things can contribute to the people that we become. But ultimately, these sorts of addictions are spiritual. They're heart issues. And I always go back to the Bible. When we look in the book of Galatians, Paul is talking about the fruits of the Spirit, but also he mentions the fruits of the flesh. Paul lists all these things. He says murder, uncleanness, all, adultery, all these things that we're familiar with. Then he puts in this word witchcraft, which for most people, especially in America, you think of witchcraft, you think of, you know, a person with a skull on the end of a stick, you know, dancing around a fire in a grass skirt or you know. Yeah something completely crazy. That's what we think about when we think of witchcraft. But what we know about the Bible is that the New Testament scriptures came from the ancient Greek language. And that word witchcraft, when you translate it back to Greek, it's the Greek word pharmakia, which is where we get our English word for pharmacy. Now, that doesn't mean that if we take Tylenol or ibuprofen that we're practicing witchcraft. What it means is that when we take a substance into our bodies in excess, whatever that substance might be, we are catapulting ourselves into a spiritual realm and we are practicing witchcraft in God's eyes. And this is a spiritual realm. This is another dimension. Outside of the protection that God provides through Jesus, you are open to any number of things. And I kept going back to it because I was completely in bondage to that. I could not say no. I was unable to say no. It wasn't a self-control or a will issue. It was, I had chosen at some point to give myself over to this addiction and it was going to take a serious intervention, a spiritual intervention to break that bondage to change my life.
1: Mm, Josh, let's stop there. I want to thank you for talking about the spiritual component of addiction and I want to have you back on our next show to talk about it more. Thanks so much for sharing, and we'll see you on our next show. Hold tight. We're going to discover more about this right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones, and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict, and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right. And he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe 10, some of you 25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's interesting that Josh Brown feels like his drug addiction had a spiritual component just as much as a physical component to it. Now, doctors don't really acknowledge that, but if you look at a lot of successful rehabs, they teach spiritual answers in order to help people get out of their drug addictions. That's because drug addiction is so difficult to defeat. As you heard, the intense desire for the high was so strong that even though he overdosed and nearly died, he still tried to go back to it. That is incomprehensible, but I think we can all know and understand how this desire might work. Now why do desires like this exist in the world today? you may be wondering. It's written in Proverbs 27:20, "Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied." See, according to what the Bible says, man's desire, through his eyes, is never satisfied." Now, I know that you yourself may not be a drug addict, but the truth is, we all have that desire for something that can lead to something inordinate. The eyes of man are never satisfied, which simply means that nothing in this earth, nothing, can truly bring the satisfaction the human soul needs. But the true satisfaction all our souls are longing for is found in the personhood of Jesus. Now, how? Well... Ancient scriptures from the Bible reveal something about this. It's written in John 6:35, and Jesus said to them, "I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst." What is Jesus talking about here? You see, Jesus came to this earth telling people that he is the one who would come to fulfill man's soul. Because the truth is, fulfillment can't come from anything in this earth. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much pleasure you can experience, your soul will never be filled or satisfied. Have you experienced this fact in your own life yet? And for those with drug addictions, it seems like it is a heightened experience of causing that chasm of dissatisfaction to only grow more and more so that the need for it becomes like breathing air, very dangerous. Jesus truly is the way out of drug addiction or any addiction that exists on the earth. Have you experienced this satisfaction in your life yet? I have. Out of the things I've tried, out of all the things of this earth, only my personal relationship with Jesus and reading His Holy Word brings this amazing satisfaction into my life where I truly feel full and good. And it's not just because I'm weird or something. It's because it really is true. Jesus is the bread of life. He's the spiritual bread that will change your life if you let Him in. I'm sensing right now that someone is responding in their heart, and I want to talk to you directly now. You're realizing that whatever you've been seeking for, it hasn't been enough, and you're open to the idea of letting Jesus truly be the bread of life for you. You're wanting to know, how do I do this? How do I let Jesus be my fulfillment? Let me pray with you. Lord Jesus, you said in your word that you're the bread of life, but there's some of us here who may not understand that. Jesus, right now, manifest your presence. Jesus, Jesus, we call upon you. Manifest your presence so that we can taste you as the bread of life. Come, Holy Spirit. We receive you, Jesus, my friend. Just receive him. We receive you, Jesus. We believe in your name. And I'm believing, Lord, right now you're helping someone to be delivered from drug addiction right now or whatever addiction might be getting them. Let us be delivered right now in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477.
0: That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.